Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Lan. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Lan, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Lan on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. All right, welcome everyone. Great to be back. So we will be continuing our series, Holy Spirit, my BFF. (laughs) Holy Spirit, my best friend forever. Best is the best. Is the friend, and it's forever. There's no ending. There's no stopping. So we, the first the first uh, Sunday, we talked about who is the Holy Spirit. This is just a review. Who is the Holy Spirit? And we concluded that He's God, He's a person, and He wants to be part of our lives. And then last Sunday we talked about why. The Holy Spirit. Why is the Holy Spirit here? And we, and we said He's here to do various things in our lives, to be our helper, to be our friends, to guide us, to assist us. You know, we talked about why He's here. So today I want to speak on how to be filled with the Spirit. How to be filled with the Spirit. And the text. It's going to be taken from Ephesians 5, from 18 to 20. It says, don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. So I want to pause there, just like we did in the prayer, to take a moment to just meditate on that uh, beginning of the verse. Don't be drunk with wine. Whenever you hear the word don't, that's a very strong assertion. That's a very strong word there. It means don't do it. What he's saying there is that in life, we're going to be presented with alternatives, fake alternatives to try and, you know, get our lives on track or just to get ourselves encouraged sometimes or just, you know, get high or whatever. He said there are fake alternatives and wine is one of those fake alternatives when you get drunk on it. There are other fake alternatives. It doesn't say don't drink wine, you know, but it says don't be drunk, right? So they are fake, you know, like fake alternatives, things that we do just to try and numb our pain or try to, you know, solve our problems. And I could go into different things that could, that could be in the place of wine. Uh, it could be relationships. It could be, you know, trying to, you know, just depend on people instead of depending on God. You know, it could be, you know, trying to achieve and just achieve because we want to feel good about ourselves. Uh, it could be all kinds of, you know, teachings and, you know, false things that we want to we want to read or use, you know, to try. Just anything that we try to use to substitute for the place of God. But it says you don't need to do that because you have the real deal. I mean, why go for the alternative when we have the real deal? He said, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, when you do all the other ones, they will help you temporarily, right? But eventually, they will ruin your life. You either become dependent on them, or they will cause some medical problems, or they will cause you some some problems as you move on, or they will cause you to behave in a wrong way and do some terrible things that might destroy your life. But it says there's another thing. There's another remedy. It's how to be filled with the Spirit. I don't know who I was talking to. Maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was my, my sons or somebody. You know, but I know I was talking to somebody in the past uh, two weeks or so, and I said something. I said, I'm so grateful that when I was a teenager, I got to know about the Holy Spirit and how when you are down emotionally, when you are feeling depressed, when you are feeling anything, how you can get yourself up. Now you can stay up there and not having to depend on any other thing. That, that lesson came to me as a teenager, and I can say it's one of the biggest lessons of my life. Because now, I know that in life, okay, I know that in life, we go through terrible stuff. Things, things happen. How do you handle it? Most people don't know how to handle it. 
And then, they, you know, when they try to handle it the wrong way, either they are thinking about it or worried about it, they end up mental institution or other things will happen. What I want to show you today is how to handle your life in a way that will solve the problem but will also leave you better. Will leave you better. So when I go into time, and I do go into times of discouragement, I go into times when my body feels sick or my mind just feels tired because God taught me this lesson at, at a very young age. I don't need any, any substitute, any natural substitute or anything to get myself up. I know exactly what to do. I'll go get filled with the Spirit. <laughs> you know, you can, just like you can eat and, and be full, right? There is actually a process of taking the Spirit and becoming full. That's what I want to show you. There's a process of taking the Spirit and becoming full. Just like you can take wine, right, and get drunk. There's a process of taking the Spirit in until you are full. And then you just discover that the thing just, all those things just leaves your mind, leaves your body, and then your mind is clear. You are high. Amen. It's actually dope. Amen. Dope of the highest order because it also stimulates dopamine, right, inside your brain. And the, exactly the same thing, you understand, but better than all those other substitutes do. That's what, what I'm, this process I'm about to teach you does. Be filled with the Spirit. And if you now learn to do it on a consistent, like you, you, don't, you don't go down, right? But, and if you find yourself down, you immediately get up. You can actually live consistently day after day after day after day after day, irrespective of what's going on in your life, what's going on in the world, what's happening to the economy, what's happening to other people, what's going on. You can stay high. And at every point in time, you are receiving direction. You know what to do. You have wisdom. And people wonder, why, do, why are you always full of joy? They feel you need to carry a whole a big burden, but you seem so free, like a bird with no burden. This is how to do it. Being filled with the Spirit. That's the life I live. That's the life I live. Now, I carry, well, I do, God carries, but I, I handle a lot of things, like a lot of things that are concerning, not just in this country, but even in many countries. But you can never see it on my face. You can never see it around. And even my children, everybody knows that. Daddy's always happy-go-lucky, skipping and all that. But while he's skipping, he's just talked to somebody somewhere that this is going on. You know, they just sent, everybody just sent a message and said there's this bill that needs to be paid and all that. <laughs> just just happy-go-lucky. Amen. This is the key. This is what I learned. Amen. So let's, let's go into it. So the first thing, number one, because of time, number one, the first thing, you know, it says be filled with the Holy Spirit. That is not a suggestion. So number one, being filled with the Spirit is a commandment. So we are writing. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. He didn't say, uh, you know, <laughs> what did he say? If you like, yeah. <laughs> if you like, you know, be filled with the Spirit, you know, or, you know, Consider being filled with the Spirit. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, it's an, you know, just check. You know, being filled with the Spirit is an alternative. You know, maybe you can like it. Maybe you could do it. No, be filled. Actually, the word use that word be there. It's a verb that is called an imperative in the Greek. It's called an imperative verb. It's a command. It's something that you must do. If you don't do it, you are disobedient. So anytime we're not filled with the Spirit, we're actually walking in disobedience as believers. Be filled with the Spirit. It is something that we are commanded to do. So somebody says, oh my God, I want to be like Christ. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why Christ? Do you know why Christ was like Christ? Do you guys know why he was like Christ? Do you know why he was living that way? Because he was filled with the Spirit. That's it. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Why was Christ like Christ? See, I want to be Christ-like, right? You can never be Christ-like by yourself, right? You can only be Christ-like when Christ lives out of you. How, why, why was Christ like, like Christ? Acts 10, 38 says, oh, they'll show it, said, how God, 
anointed Jesus. It was Jesus of Nazareth. But God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then he went about doing good, healing. See how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He wasn't Jesus Christ. Then, what made him Jesus Christ was the Holy Spirit. Because Christ means the anointed one. It was just Jesus of Nazareth. But then the Holy Spirit came upon him and power. And then he went about doing good and healing all those who were under the power of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. Another way of saying it is that Jesus Christ was Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit was with him. He was full of the Holy Spirit. All right, let's uh, give me Luke chapter 4. Verse 1, 2. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Everybody read it together. One, two, go. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was full of the Holy Spirit. And then he went into fasting and then he came out again. You need to know. If you are going to be Christ-like, you have to learn to walk with the Holy Spirit. You have to learn to be full of the Holy Spirit. And then Christ-likeness becomes a natural flow. When you are full of the Holy Spirit, you'll be naturally submissive. You'll be naturally kind. I'm going to show you. You'll be naturally joyful. You'll be natu- you know, those things will come naturally. Because you're not going to be doing it by yourself. You are going to be doing it by the Spirit. So it is a commandment. Everybody say, I will obey the commandment. (laughs) Say, I will be full of the Spirit. Okay. All right, so point number two. Being filled with the Spirit is an ongoing experience, not a one-time experience. It's an ongoing experience, not a one-time experience. Being filled with the Spirit is an ongoing experience, not a one-time experience. How many of you were filled with food yesterday? Let me see. <laughs> like you were filled with food yesterday, right? Okay, so what if somebody comes to meet you and says, you know what? Yesterday, I went to a party, and I got so filled with food. And for the next one year, I'm not going to eat. <laughs> What are you going to think? You're about to die. Yep. So being filled with the Spirit is not something that happens once. It is something that you keep repeating. You always stay filled. Did you get it? Actually, the word used in the... Look at that. Let's look at the ISV because it actually conveys the Greek version very well. Read it. Everybody wants to go. Stop uh, on that point number two. One, two. Let's go. Stop getting drunk with wine, which leads to wild living. But keep on being filled with the Spirit. That's actually truer to the Greek translation. The Greek translation, they said there's a play of word there. When it said be filled with the Spirit, it said be being filled. It was a continuous thing. Be being filled with the Spirit. Or keep on being filled. You get it? So it's not once. So you can't say that in 1974 I was filled with the Spirit. Uh, if you are saying that, you already lost it. <laughs> You've got to say, yesterday, this morning, I got filled with the Spirit. And right now, I'm getting filled with the Spirit now. You get it? It's a continual thing. You know, why it has to be a continual thing? Every time we meet this world and we do, like, for example, if you walk, for example, if I go out right now and I do some gardening, I start doing some things and whatever, there are some seepages. Do you get what I'm saying? Some leaks. You notice that when I come, like when I come to church, so I always come filled because I'm going to be speaking to people, right? And I take it very seriously because people have left their houses and all that to come and listen to me speak. They want to hear from God for their week and all that. So I take it seriously. So I'll pray, hop. You know, I'll be up by 4 a.m. You know, something like this morning. Up by 4 a.m. and I'm prayed up and ready. But when we come and we're doing the tech stuff and do you get what I'm saying? So I start getting dissipated. 
So you will see me, I'll just, you see me move to a corner. Sometimes somebody wants to talk to me, I'll just say, no, 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 no talking. And I'm in that corner, I'm, I'm what am I doing? I'm topping it up. I'm reviving, I'm topping it. You understand? And then when I get to the place and worship, I start to worship. So when I get to that, when I get to this place, it takes over my mouth and begins to talk to people. Now, you don't just do that for preaching. I do it when I'm about to enter into a board meeting. I do it when I'm about to meet with my family. I do it when I'm about to do anything. I'm about to write something new. I'm about to do some administrative stuff. I'm about to counsel people because I need the spirit. I can't afford to leave out of deficit. I can't afford to lead out of deficit. I want to leave out of the overflow. I want to lead out of, the, out of the overflow every time so that when you see me, I'm speaking the word of God and I'm using the presence of God and I, when I enter into any place, the presence of God enters into the place. Amen? So we must constantly be doing it. I say, <laughs> you know, it's funny though, he uses wine there. I say, get your, get, get a time as a person as a family, where you hold your seat around the Holy Spirit and just get high. <laughs> you know? And just get drunk. In the Spirit this time around. Amen? Not in any other thing. <laughs> you, get, you, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You know, in order, they will sit around, right? And they will smoke and then everybody will get high. This time around, don't smoke that. Smoke the Holy Spirit. <laughs> As a family, just sit around and all of it just get filled. You know, we do it as a church, you know. We have one coming up the last Friday of the month, right? Called Holy Spirit Night, Holy Ghost Night, where we all just sit and smoke the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm talking about. And just get high. And then you start seeing the Spirit of God moving. You understand? But I want, apart from doing it in church, you have to do it personally. My wife and I, we have a time that we'll pray for hours. We just, we'll be praying and meditating. We do it. Weekly, 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 we're doing. At times, we just get together and say, "We got to pray," and then we get drunk in the spirit. And as we're drunk in the spirit, all the argument, you know, we have argument, you know, all those things will just subside, and then love will just increase again. That's how we have done it for 28 years now. 28 years being filled with the spirit is what has kept us together and kept us in love. That is what we try to we have tried to raise our children in the spirit. Times of prayer, times of meditation, times of getting filled, times of worship, times of meals, times of all that. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen. All right. Number three. Being filled with the Spirit is accompanied by certain signs. How do you know somebody who is filled with the Spirit? Because I want you to know it. How, how do you know if you are filled with the Spirit? And how do you know if you are not filled with the Spirit? Let me tell you one thing. Very important. The sign of your spiritual health is whether you are filled with the Spirit. The sign of whether you are healthy as a Christian is whether you are filled with the Spirit. If you are empty, you start getting irritable, <laughs> angry at everybody, <laughs> snapping. <laughs> when I see Christians snapping, I know that they are good people. But they are, they've just not taken their dose. <laughs> you get it? They've not taken their dose of the spirit. So they are beginning to show symptoms. You know, if you don't take your vitamins, you don't take all that, you just start showing some stuff. That's exactly what happens. If you don't get filled with the spirit constantly, you start showing symptoms of malnutrition, dehydration. <laughs> In a sense, spirit dehydration you should start showing. Yeah, dehydration of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You start seeing it. You see them always snapping, always complaining. Do you get what I'm saying? But if you're full of the Spirit, those things leave you naturally. So let's look at it. What are some signs of being filled with the Spirit? So you will know the opposite. Number one, when you are filled with the Spirit, you find it natural to get direction. So write it here, directions, motivation, and guidance from God direction, motivation, and guidance. That's under number number eight there. Direction, motivation, and guidance. So, what do I mean by that? So, some people, 
look, I want to teach you something. Say, oh God, I don't know what, like, I don't know what to do about this stuff. I don't know which direction should we go. Should we do this now, or should we not do this now? And then again, to a place of confusion. Simple, get filled. <laughs> should I say it again? Get filled, then do what you are motivated to do when you are filled. Simple. Should I repeat that? <laughs> Instead of wondering and saying, I don't know what to do. What should I do? Which direction? Should I start the business? Should I start this business? Oh, how do I do about, go about this? Rather, go and get filled with the Spirit. Then when you are filled with the Spirit, do what you are moved to do. That's all. Simple. Very simple. Let's look at it again. Luke chapter 4, verse 4. Verse 1. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Look, he said, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Watch it. Full first, and then he left and was led. When you are full and you start to move, you will be led. Actually, this is not... You know, so I studied, I'm a Bible scholar, I studied the Bible, so I tried to go into the original language. The word used for, the word used for, use here, led, is a mild word. It's not the best translation of it. The word is, it was driven. Check another translation. Give me another translation, you know, that renders it well. So it wasn't like Jesus was... The Holy, Spirit says, the Holy Spirit says, oh yeah, go to the wilderness. No, he was moved and motivated. He was... You know, I've, I experience this constantly. When I'm full of the Spirit, then the next thing you notice is that something begins to move me to do certain things. Call this person. Do this one. Do whatever. I'm like, I'm inspired. I'm moved. That is it. That's how we're supposed to live. He was driven by the Spirit. You know, you, you can find the, the translation. I'm, you know, maybe a formal translation like ESV or um, maybe the NKJV and all that. It was, it was driven. It's a stronger, it's a stronger, uh, it's a stronger word than just led. Oh, did you find it, Kevin? Somewhere? No. Okay, now somebody will find it for me and read it for everybody, a good translation. But that, that's the correct word. It was driven by the Spirit. <laughs> okay, that's, that's led. Don't worry, when you find it, show it. It was driven by the Spirit, but oh, I'll show you later. So, but what I'm trying to tell you is that if you want direction and to be motivated and to be moved, the word is moved, right? If you want to be moved, be filled. And then you just find yourself being moved. I say, why did I do that? Because <laughs> I was moved by the Spirit to do it. Amen. I've been moved by the Spirit to do certain things before. And I would just, for example, for the family, I would just tell everybody, we're doing this thing next. And then after I say it, I'll be like, what did I just say? But something was moving me to do that. Moved by the Spirit. Okay. Number two. How do you know somebody who is filled with the Spirit? So the first one is that somebody who is filled with the Spirit is motivated, is directed, and is led by the Spirit. Is moved by the Spirit to do things. The second one is the person who is full, full of the Spirit, it shows up in their words. So write words, lyrics, and songs given by the Spirit. Words and lyrics of songs given by the Spirit. <laughs> what do I mean by that? You just when you are full full of the spirit, you just be you are in the kitchen or in the bathroom, and all you are just saying is, "Oh, praise the Lord! Oh, thank you, Lord!" Oh, and then you start singing, even though you can't sing like me, you know. <laughs> something happened. Something happened this morning. So I was in the bathroom, and I was singing and praising God and Goldie, our dog. I don't know whether the singing or the song mingled with the water. It, she thought it was somebody else. And she started barking, barking, you know. <laughs> then my wife opened the door for her to see that it was actually me singing. And then she now calmed down and stopped barking. 
So I said, wow, she was hearing heavenly language. And she's like, who is this person in the bathroom? <laughs> Man. But you know, what I'm saying is that when you're full of the spirit, you're always singing. You're always joyful. Amen. And you know, sometimes I don't sing, like I'm not a singer, but I, I am a poet. Do you get what I'm saying? I write poetry. And sometimes, as I'm, for example, right now, I feel one coming to me. Because I'm full of the spirit, right? I feel one coming to me. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. So poetry will come. That's how you get all the Psalms of David. All those Psalms that we read, they came from him being full of the spirit. So this is, this is what I hear right now. Joy. 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 Joy is a gift from God to us. Joy. 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 Lives within us. Joy is what Jesus came to give to us, and what is spirit and powers within us. But many of us do not know how to tap into this joy. Rather, we allow what is happening around us, what is coming from the outside, to take our joy away. But really, your joy can never be taken away because it is something given to you that is a part of your spirit. All you need to learn to do is to let that joy come out. Yeah, when you start, you might not feel joyful. When you start, you might not feel glad. But if you start practicing that joy, soon that joy will rise up like a well from within you. Soon it will fill your entire being. And soon it will come out of your mouth. And soon you will see it in your circumstances. So that's, that's a psalm that just came like that. So sometimes I can actually say those psalms through the night. Especially when I'm going through difficult times. Different ones. When I finish that one, another one will just come. Another one will come. Why are you discouraged? Why are you cast down? Why are you sad? Don't you know that the victory has already been given to you? Why do you look at the circumstance and make it your God? Why do you look at situation and exalt it above the word of God? Change your thinking and put the, the word of God above the circumstances. For victory is not something you are fighting to obtain. Victory is something that has already been obtained and you are fighting to maintain. So maintain your victory and refuse to get into despondency. Let your joy be up. Because you are already more than a conqueror. No matter the circumstance that is happening around you. So rise up from that place of defeat. Rise up from that place of discouragement. And be the man that I have made you to be. By the power of my spirit. Guess what happens to you when you say that? Sometimes I just see myself jump up from the bed. <laughs> rise up. Strengthened. You remember that story? David, one time. He, he went, they went to war, right? They came back with some of his men, and they got back, and they discovered that you know, the, the enemy had come, and they had taken their children, burnt all their goods. They said all the men began to cry, <laughs> weep, because they had taken their wives, taken their stuff. But there, there was something that was said about David. He said, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you don't have anybody to encourage, but you've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. That is why we have the Psalms, the 150 Psalms that we have in the Bible. That is why we have those Psalms. They were people in the midst of tough situations. They spoke words of encouragement to themselves. And they were filled with the Spirit of God. And they were able to handle the situation. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So words. Let's, let's, let's look at, you know, I said don't take my word for it. Take the word of God for it. Let's, let's go. The first passage that confirms that, Ephesians 5, 18 to 19 says, don't, let's read together, everybody, let's go. Don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Doing what? Speaking to one another in psalms, in hymns, and songs from the Spirit. These are not things that you are reading from a book. They are coming from the Spirit. Like what I just did right now. They are coming from the Spirit. It says speak to one another that way. There are signs of being filled with the Spirit. Let's read the next one. Luke 1, 67. Once you go. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then what happened? And prophesied. To prophesy means to speak. 
at that at, at a particular moment the word of God by the Spirit. It was because it was full of the Spirit. Look at Acts 4, verse 8. Let's read one to go. And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people. Don't forget, this was the guy that was hiding some days before. <laughs> Amen. From a little girl that said, you, you are a servant of Jesus. No, 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 no. And denied and cursed himself three times. No. That's the guy now speaking to the people that will arrest him. Because he was full of the Spirit. Acts 2, 4. One to go. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. And began speaking in other languages. As the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. When you are full of the Spirit, it's usually followed by utterances. Speech. Supernatural utterances. Amen. If I'm not able to finish today, I'll finish it next week. Number C, overflowing joy and thanksgiving. Signs of being filled with the Spirit. Overflowing joy and thanksgiving. Overflowing joy and thanksgiving. Let's read it. One to go. Don't be drunk with wine because this will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord always, giving thanks to the God, Father, for everything. Did he hear from everything? <laughs> you know, this guy, when you are full of the Spirit, even things that will get you, you know, disturbed, you just laugh over it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, somebody stepped on your feet and said, <laughs> yeah, the person thing you're going to get, you get angry. Say, no, no, thank you. Thank you for doing that. I mean, at least I know right now how it feels. <laughs> I said, are you crazy? Have you experienced it before? Sometimes I'm so full of the spirit, I pick up the phone and somebody says, ah, instead of saying hello, I say, hallelujah. And then I remind myself, especially if, <laughs> if it is a business call, <laughs> that I'm not supposed to say hallelujah. I'm supposed to say hello. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, you can be so full. So full of the spirit. That you are always thanking God in every situation. D is boldness. I must say boldness. Have you ever felt weak to do anything? There's something that you are supposed to do and you're just weak. It could be in your, in your job. It could be in, you know, in you know, preaching the gospel. But you just feel like I'm not up to the task. Get full of the spirit. And you become naturally bold. I tell people, people don't know that my natural temperament, my natural temperament is what you call the melancholy. I'm an introvert. I'm the kind of person that I don't talk that much. Like I'm a quiet person. Some people don't believe, they can't believe it. They say you are a people person. Well, you know, I had to learn to be a people person. But naturally, I'm the one that is inside a dark space, reading a book, and then letting the whole world just go. But then I discovered that what God was telling me to do required me to talk to people, to stand in places where I would not naturally stand. I had to get my boldness from the Spirit. So I get full of the Spirit. And I stand before I stand before a uh, small number of people. I stand before tens of thousands of people. I stand anywhere. The Spirit comes upon me and I begin to move in there. It doesn't matter what the venue is. Amen. Boldness comes from the Spirit. Everybody say boldness comes from the Spirit. Well, don't take my word for it. Let's read it, everybody. Let's, let's go. And when they had prayed, the place where they, they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God. What? Boldly. In boldness. Boldness. When you are full of the Spirit, you become bold. Speak bold in front of the devil, bold in front of people, bold in any circumstance. Get out, do what you got to do without fear because you are full of the spirit. Last one, love and submission. Not last one, so <laughs> he love and submission quickly. What are some signs of somebody who is filled with the spirit? What, what is it? E, e, yes, love and submission. Love and submission. When you are full of the spirit, you find it natural to love people. You find couples be filled with the spirit. You find it natural to, to love one another. It just flows naturally. When you are full of the spirit, you submit to everyone. You submit. You find it. Your pride goes down. 
because you are under the influence of the spirit. Look at it. It says, don't be drunk with wine. Let's read together. Want to go? Because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then verse 21 says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submitting to one another. As a result of being filled, you submit to one another because you are reverencing Christ. Number half, supernatural signs. Supernatural signs and manifestations. Signs, signs, like signs and wonders. Yeah, supernatural signs and manifestations of the Spirit. Have you seen, also for, some, for example, somebody was sharing a testimony here some days ago. He said, he said I called Pastor Lan, and I was going through this, and then Pastor Lan just prayed for me, and suddenly, whew, you know, the, the sickness I was going through just went off. I went to visit a woman who was in the hospital, and then while I was praying for her, she said, and I've heard that, and she said, he said, the presence of God is so powerful in this place. I can feel the presence of God so powerful in this place. And right now, I feel at peace. Okay, why? You know, why do that? You know, I've seen God open blind eyes. I've seen him cause limb to walk and all that. Why? How do those things happen? They don't happen because of the person. No. They happen because you are full of the spirit. That's how it happens. Amen. Let's read it. One, two, let's go. Acts seven twenty-two. One, two, go. But Stephen full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing at the place of honor at God's right hand. You know that when you are full of the Spirit, you see into the Spirit. You see things. The reason why Stephen was able to do that when they were about to kill him was because he could see signs. He could see into the Spirit because he was full of the Spirit. The last one, Spirit-inspired impact are results. Do you want to have an effective life? Do you want to have an effective Christian life? Don't do it by your own strength. Even Jesus told his disciples, don't go do this work until you are filled with the Spirit. Do you want to have an impactful life? <laughs> Amen. Yes. Spirit-inspired impact and result. Spirit-inspired impact and result. I love it, you know, to be able to get into a location, a place, a home, any situation, and then just because of my presence and the spirit, right, something begins to happen, either in the lives of the people or in the location and all that. Look at what it says there about this man called Barnabas. Everybody, let's read when to go. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and strong in faith. And many people were brought to the Lord. Do you want to bring many people to the Lord? Be full of the Spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? Be full of the Spirit. Many people will be brought to the Lord. Your life will have impact when you are full of the Spirit. You understand? Because you are operating in the realm of God. People will be attracted to you. People will be attracted to God. People will see the presence of God when you are present. People will feel the presence of God when you are there because you are full of the Spirit. Amen. So let me round up by talking about how to be filled with the Spirit. Are you guys ready? So I've told you what happens, but how do you get filled with the Spirit? <laughs> how to be filled with the Spirit? Number one, prayer. Prayer. <laughs> Anybody can get filled with the Spirit through prayer. So, I'm not talking about this kind of prayer. Please, brother. I'm not talking about this kind of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, eternal rock of ages, King of kings, as we come before you today, we want to pray regarding, uh, you know, the problem we have and this and that. Uh, Lord, I will just give you praise because you are so good and you have answered our prayers in Jesus' name. That is very good prayer if you want to have a need met. But if you want to be, you want to have a need met. But if you want to be full of the Spirit, <laughs> you got to stay there. <laughs> you got to take the Word. Like, you got to take the Bible. You understand? And pray the Bible. So, for example, you could take Psalms 1 and pray Psalm 1. Lord, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And I am that man right now. I do not sit in the seat of discomfort. 
I do not stand in the ways of sinners, but my delight is in your law. And in your law, I meditate day and night. I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Lord, I bring forth my fruit in season. My leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever I do shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so. They are like chaff that the wind dries away. The ungodly shall not dwell in the congregation of the righteous, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So that's Psalm 1 that I just quoted for you, right? So you are praying scriptures. You are praying out scriptures. You are taking you are, t- you are taking different passages of scriptures and you are praying it over the situation. Do you get it? That is how you get filled with the spirit. Not just by praying your mind. By praying spirit-inspired words. Do you guys get the difference? Look at how they got filled there in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 4 verse 31. So now, it says, after they had prayed, but you need to know the prayer they prayed by going up. You know what they prayed? They took Psalms 2. Psalms 2. Go up a little bit to like 27 or something. Jesse? To like verse 27 or something. Or, or Joshua. How, they, prayed, they took Psalms 2. And all of them began to pray Psalms 2 out together. And then they got filled. Look at it. Uh, you know, it, I think it, it goes up, it goes up, it goes up a little bit, maybe 25 quickly, 25, keep going. Okay, yeah, so we could actually start, he said, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all what the chief priest and the elders had said to them. Verse 24, quickly, we're going to go fast. When they heard this, they raised their voices together, everybody in prayer. But what were they praying? To God, sovereign Lord. They said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. They are quoting the Psalms. Let's go on. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father, David, quoting scriptures. Why do the nations rage, Psalms 2, and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up. This is scriptures that they are quoting. This is Psalms 2 that they are quoting together. And so on, verse, 20, verse 27. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. So they are applying the scriptures to current life. Verse 29. So then then go back. Go now. You keep going because of time. Now go to verse, that verse 30. After they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word. When you take the Bible... Either as a person, individually, or as a family, or as a church. And you pray out the Bible. You are praying the words of the Spirit. And so what happens? You get full of the Spirit. Get full of the Spirit. Yeah. All right. So, B, praise and thanksgiving. How to get filled with the Spirit? Praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. How do you how do you want, you want to get filled? Learn to start saying thank you. Now, some of us, some of, some people are very expressive. Some are not expressive. But just like learn to start saying, Lord, I praise you. You take take a moment when you are alone, list everything that God has done for you, and just start praising Him. Even though you are depressed, even though you feel sad, just start thanking God one by one. Lord, you did this. Lord, you did this. I'm grateful. Lord, you did this. I'm grateful. What is happening? You're getting filled, getting filled, getting filled, getting filled, getting filled. The more you stay there, uh, 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 <laughs> can go high in the spirit just by staying in appreciation. Okay? So, let the peace of, that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with the wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful heart. That's how you get filled. That's another way you get filled with the Spirit. See, hearing and speaking the word of God. Hearing and speaking the word of God. For example, as some of you are hearing what I'm speaking right now, you're already getting higher. Higher. Do you get it? 
<laughs> you get what I'm saying? You can transfer highness. Being high, you can transfer it. You can transfer fire by being around the world. Sometimes what I do is that when, I, when, I, when I'm tired, you know, sometimes you are just tired, you can speak, you can sing, you can do any one of that. I just lay down on my bed and I turn on my YouTube and I let some people be preaching to me. And let them be preaching to me. First, f- first 15 minutes, I'm still in my funk. 30 minutes, I'm still a little bit in the funk. 45 minutes, it's still in there. One hour, I had something. <laughs> One and a half hours later, <laughs> two hours, I'm jumping up. Two and a half hours, I'm running all over the house. Still happened this week. I was in the basement. I'm always like, I'm coming to the basement. What's going on in the basement? I'm coming to the basement because I was screaming in the basement and running around in the basement. Because I had been praying and then I was listening to Pastor John Hannah and he was preaching a message and he was preaching that message. I was just getting and then before I know it, I was all crazy down there in the basement. I come up and then I find the answer to what I was praying about. You guys get what I'm saying? Listen to the word. Listen to it. Listen to it and get filled with the spirit. Uh, number one, final one. Hang around spirit-filled people. Hang around spirit-filled people and atmospheres. Hang around spirit-filled people and atmospheres. If you hang around those who are not spirit-filled, you're going to catch what they have. Have you guys been to places before and you come out depressed? You were high before and then you come out depressed. Have you talked to some people on the phone before and before you know it, they transfer something to you and you left the place so sad? There are also other people too that when you talk to them, if you were sad as, as they are speaking, you just get lifted up. Or when you come into their presence, your spirit just gets lifted up. Amen. Those are the people you should make your closest friends. You should prioritize being in such atmospheres. You know, you see, I made that as a priority that I have paid thousands of dollars to be in such atmospheres. I've traveled distance. There was a time I traveled with my wife to Australia because I wanted to be in Ilsong. I just want to be just to be there. And that was a life-changing experience for me. So we took we we we, we flew. If you have never flown to Australia, <laughs> if you have never flown to Australia, you've never been in the air. Because you are there, first of all, we flew from Chicago to Los Angeles. That's about four or five hours. And then we are in the air for another 19 hours. <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> it was, that was the day I made up my mind. I told my wife, I said, whenever I travel, I don't care. I'm going to fly business class if I'm on my So when I travel with a team, Sometimes we fly, but if I'm going by myself, because my I was tall, my leg was cramped, so I, I said I will I will find a way to fly business class because I I need to preserve this body. It was on my trip to Australia that I, that I made that decision. It, it was tough. When we landed, you know the way you land, and your leg is like <laughs> it's like it doesn't want to. To walk anymore, and then everything was like, like because you've been in the air for so long. See, when we're coming back from Australia, and I'm going to end the service with it, we're coming back from Australia. We had Sunday service in Hillsong. We had Sunday service in Hillsong. That we've done the conference. We had Sunday service. Then we flew to Los Angeles. We met Sunday service service again in Los Angeles. You know that was they are so far ahead of us that you fly back in time when you come to the U.S. You know, so we left after Sunday service in Australia and we got here in the morning for Sunday service. <laughs> okay, so we had two Sunday services on that day. That's how far. It's, it's down and under. It's the end of the world. Amen. <laughs> Just kidding. Amen. But, so do you, all get, do you guys get it? Hang around spirit-filled people. If you are feeling sad, look for people who are hop. Fight to be among people who are spirit-filled. Fight to come to church and get encouraged. Let's read that passage and that'll be, that'll be it. Hey, well, let's go. When Saul and his servants arrived in Gibeah, they saw a group of prophets coming towards them. 
Then when Saul, sorry, then the Spirit of God came powerfully upon Saul. And he too, <laughs> when you hear too, mean that he was not supposed to. <laughs> he too began to what? Prophesy. When those who knew Saul heard about it, they exclaimed, What? Is even Saul a prophet? <laughs> How did the son of fish become a prophet? So when you are in the atmosphere of people who are filled with the spirit, people will not recognize you anymore. They'll say, ah, even David, <laughs> ah, even Dami, even Lan, what is he doing? <laughs> even, yeah, I'm in the right company. They said of Peter and John, they said when they saw Peter and John, the Pharisees said they saw them, they saw that they were uneducated men, but they perceived that when they saw their boldness, they perceived that they had been with Jesus. Yeah, people will see when you have been in the presence of the Spirit. And it covers up for any other lack that you have. Because you speak with the power of the Spirit. Oh, I believe that. I've been able to convince you to be full of the Spirit. So what should you do? Hey, next steps. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. With the Spirit. Ask God to fill you with the Spirit. Next steps. B. Begin to pray in the Spirit at every opportunity. Begin to pray in the Spirit. I just taught you how to pray in the Spirit. There is a higher level of praying in tongues and all that. But I'll talk about that next week. But start praying scriptures. Begin to pray in the Spirit at every opportunity. And then see, create a Spirit-filled atmosphere around you through association, music, and Spirit-filled messages. That's how you stay in that realm to be able to handle whatever life may, brings your, may bring your way. That's how you get led all the time. Thanks for listening to The Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.